This is the Podcast Derby of Blacklist Podcast for this week's episode, Luther Braxton, part number 21, uh, part two. <laughs> part 21. <laughs> it's an entire ongoing season. <laughs> I know. I, I jumped right to the end. I was so disappointed because I'm like, oh, they haven't killed him. Oh, never mind. Because <laughs> they always kill the bad guy. <laughs> So they can't bring him back. You, you can't have recurring guys. I, mean, I guess they didn't kill Berlin, so we could see him again. But I feel like his storyline for now is done. Berlin? Yeah, yeah they, they did. Oh, they did kill him. That's right. Yeah. God, yeah. So they, they just haven't. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. They drank together the vodka. So they just they don't. Yeah. They don't. They don't let anybody live. So hopefully they just don't run out of actors. Very, very few. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this last week a little bit. The the one that was supposedly Tom's lover, Gina uh, Zani Tacos. Yeah, and who who also escaped? We learned if you remember that she actually did escape at some point. That was mentioned in a much much later episode, late last season. Yes, maybe it early. Was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Zani Tacos was so, was gone. So we have that, but uh, you know, this week this part two episode uh, was basically the. Uh, uh, I mean, everything else is just kind of secondary. It was really more all about the uh, the memory, uh, the suppressed memory. Or re- one glaring hole in the entire episode that drove me nuts. Which one's that? How on earth did wrestlers' hands get untied? I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I I didn't pay attention. He, he to that. was like completely untied and good to go and capable of fighting. Yeah, the only thing I wrote there was, yeah, missiles hit, chaos ensues, and yeah, everybody everybody was, seems to get away. You know, we always complain on uh, about this show, about uh, time frame, and this one was the worst. Was terrible, because <laughs> we lost 8 to 12 hours somewhere. A lot, like yeah. a couple times. Uh, yeah. There were, there were so many instances where they just appeared places. I mean, they were in Juneau, Alaska, then they were in D.C., in, and you had no idea they were in D.C. until, they, like, a couple of scenes later, like, oh, he was seen in Anacostia. Anacostia, and of course, right. If you don't know D.C., you kind of don't know what Anacostia is. It's the bad part of town, by the way. Yes. Uh, so oh, I, No, I, I mean, I went to look it up just to see if there could have been an Anacostia. Because one of my original, elsewhere, because one of my original notes was, oh, it's really convenient that this doctor, you know, psychiatrist lady is also in Juno. But yeah, I, I I thought that too, and I'm like, okay, maybe semi planned, right? You know, because he he was very meticulous in his planning. As soon as they mentioned Walter Reed, I'm like, whoa, right. they're apparently back in D.C. Maryland. So, uh, whereas we talked about the fighter jets in the last episode going out to, um, or the bombers going out, the Bering Sea in 20 minutes, right? Um, in reverse, it, it felt like they went to Juneau, Alaska in about five minutes and then went from there to D.C. in about ten. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just hours passed. And then there was still time to get much later, apparently, uh, Red and all them off the thing with the rescue team to wherever it was they ended up to D.C. Yeah. I mean, days passed, and this only felt like things were... Just- oh, yeah. Uh, the Bobby's leg that she had been shot in completely healed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she was walking on it. I mean, there's 
kind of no way in hell that was going to happen after having been shot in a leg and being unattended for God knows how long, right? Right. right. Um, so, yeah, everything seems yeah, – it's, it's what drives us crazy. Does it matter? No, r- not really, but it's just one of yes. those glaring things that we, no, wait, we care, lost you. that we care about. It's just one of those glaring things that we care about that just happens to um, kill the show. There we go. So, <laughs> um, sorry, technical difficulty for a moment. <laughs> okay, but anyway, we get to really um, to to where we were, you know, to because you know, there's all these little things that happen along the way, but it really doesn't matter. We get to. Um, him, uh, Braxton kidnaps the Selma Orchard and she's the psychiatrist that helped him suppress memories or forget memories before. So convenience drags her into play to, uh, cause he didn't know that that's what he was going to need. So it couldn't have been meticulous cause he didn't realize who sure. Lizzie was. He thought he was going to be downloading this fulcrum. He didn't know that Lizzie was going to have the answers to it. So he then has so, everything all set up pretty quickly, you know, because he's resourceful, gets the waterboarding, doesn't work, and brings in the psychiatrist. So there was a lot of roundabout in this that I'm not sure I quite got. I figured out really quick that the Illuminati, Pentavidate, whatever, they basically hired uh, uh, Nuts. What was Braxton? Luther. Yep. Um, so they hired him, right? But they hired him knowing that Red Habit, but they basically laid the trap without knowing that Red would be able to do it. Kind of made sure they were both in the right place at the right time. Just certain things about the way it all laid out felt really weird because Braxton was after it, but he didn't know. He thought it was in the network somewhere. But did he know that Red Habit? had it because they sent him the the illuminati right you see where i'm going like yeah there's some really kind of, there, there's a, a problem with the logic here that i i, I need some help well, grasp. The, well the way i guess the way i interpret it is they sent him to go get it because they believed it was stored there and then uh things changed i don't know I don't know. I do see what you're saying because it does feel like if we go back to the original intent, and this happens in movies all the time, certain circumstances have to happen perfectly in order to get to the ending of the movie. You know, it seemed like a lot of a, a lot of things had to happen right in order to get to the point we got to at the end, um, and and it all did. Uh, and maybe you know there will be someday deleted scenes there where we find out what happened in those 16 hours where it might explain a lot of this because. It seemed like I, I almost felt like there were we were in. If you saw the movie Saw too, where things were happening in two different time frames, you know what you were seeing on the screen you thought was happening live, but it was actually recorded eight hours ago. You know, I felt like the scene with Lizzie in the uh, room in that swimming pool room was not happening at the same time as what the FBI. <laughs> people were doing running around because they were saying, Oh, Braxton's been spotted and in Anacostia or with this in this drugstore or whatever with that guy. But then we flash back to the room and oh there he is. Think things just didn't seem to mesh together as if all these things were happening yeah. at the same time. 
That that particular sequence of him getting the the intern doctor or the resident training doctor felt forced. Um, like they they needed to throw a, a plant in there that they figured out after the fact. Like, oh well, how are they going to find him? Well, we'll throw this other part in because uh, right. Luther never talked about him. Like right. he never talked about that particular doctor other than get her whatever she needs. Right, that was kind of the end of it. Yeah, it was. I got you everything you needed, and that's the thing. In in everything was explained in exposition and all that, but it just felt like it. It felt disjointed. Yeah, uh, and like I said, that's why I felt like this. The whole episode, all of that, really doesn't mean anything. They skipped all this time because really the whole episode was about going into her memories. No, none of it. Any of everything else didn't matter. And that's where I got the sense of it is that I was taking notes on some of this other stuff, and I'm like, I don't think any of this is important. Um, you know, what's important is getting into her memory. And I think that's really yeah. where we should spend a lot of our time here because I feel like everything else in the middle there was just stuff that's going to annoy us because it was poorly put together. Yeah, no, um, I, I agree. I mean, we learned that the, the actual main character is Masha. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. Apparently that's her real name. Marsha, Masha, something like that. Yeah, I saw, I heard that. It was, it was M-A-S-H-A. So, and, and I got another oh, point to bring it. up on this. Cause this is, this is very telling. So I, you know, I have, I have children. My home is very loud. So I watch everything with subtitles on. Um, right. And yeah, I have direct TV. So it's all kind of pre-programmed subtitles and everything. So I can usually get spellings, things mm-hmm. like that. One very, very interesting thing came up that you would not get without subtitles. Um, the like what it plays... Uh, no, that just said, you know, indistinct yelling oh, at did. some point, okay. right? What it did was it wrote in there, uh, at one point, uh, in the subtitles, uh, Russian lullaby lightly plays in the background. Ooh. Yeah, very... It was a... Oh, really? <laughs> Russian Lullaby, not like lullaby music or soothing children's music or anything like that. It was Russian lullaby. So maybe she's uh, Russian. If, if any of you all out there have DirecTV, go and then you combine that with the name of Masha. So she's Russian. Uh, yeah, like, uh, this is going to get real interesting. So, now. Now we, so, so there's Cold War <laughs> stuff coming on, especially with it this. Was, it was very end of, uh, I mean, this is 1989. Yep. Uh, so just, you know right at the end of a couple of years before fall of the Berlin wall into the Soviet union, so cold war secrets, things like that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and there's been some stuff moving around, um, you know, time wise. I mean, they moved through Russia and all that through the, the last couple of episodes before the break and all that, if you remember. Sure. Yeah. Um, and they said, you know, what was the, 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 what was the safe that was in, was it in St. Petersburg that we weren't sure if they meant St. Petersburg, Florida or St. Petersburg, right. Russia. Right. Um, so it, it's all, you know, Berlin, mm-hmm. uh, German name of a Russian. Yep. Um, so yeah, it'll tie together. I hope they don't link it with this new show that they're putting out. Uh, with which the, one? The one that, uh, premiered tonight with the, uh, oh, Allegiance. Allegiance, which is all Russian cold war stuff. Uh, Man, I was expecting and kind of hoping that this would link with state of affairs. Right. Um, but I don't know. So uh, anyway, I, I don't want them to do that with something. Yeah, I just think it'd be neat. It'd be neat uh, if they could tie it in with something else. Something completely independent that just every once in a while they cross over, and you have to watch the one mm-hmm. 
episode of this other show to may have it all make sense. But at the same time, I'm not so sure because I think there's enough to keep up with with this show to uh, <laughs> to not worry about that. But anyway, we have to fire uh, twenty. So it's twenty six years ago. Uh, she was hiding in the closet. A man was telling her to hide, and there was a woman arguing with the man. That's what I gathered initially. Um, then she has that tangent memory in the uh, Christmas tree lot, and then uh, ends up back in the closet with the. Uh, it was interesting how the bunny. I was a real bunny, but then became the stuffed bunny. Well, to her as a child, right? It was it real. Real. So I, uh, I, the running away in the Christmas tree lot, she had to have dropped it somewhere and was chasing like, oh crap, I dropped it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I I did pick up on that. Yeah, no, it's um, it was it was it was neat. There was uh, some neat attention to detail in in that in those sequences. I really liked how uh, the the um, acting, the narration of the memory was going back and forth between adult Lizzie and the little girl. Yeah, uh, and if she. And it was really, you could, and I wrote this down, you know, the visual distraction of what she didn't, excuse me, what she didn't see mm-hmm. because she was trying to go outside of the, of what her memories were. And it started getting a little weird and I don't know what fuzzy, but something like, came in and blocked her and was pulling yeah, her away and got really good view. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, cause she wouldn't be able to remember something she couldn't see. Right. Um, but she was trying to see it in the memory, and it was blocking. It was it was really neat. I thought it was, yeah. and and you really That's felt well executed. Yeah, you felt like part of you were that character because you know the, the whole, everything was blurry, fuzzy, um, disjointed, and it really um, added to the tension of the memory because you're you're sitting there like just just look a little further, and we do that in our own dreams a lot, you know, and, and things like yeah. that or our own memories. It's like I'm I'm you know I'm thinking of. A, this person's face and I just can't quite get it tip of my tongue type stuff. And, uh, you know, that was pretty neat. She's talk. I like the, also though that she interacts with the memory. So when she's talking to it and you know, asks what the fight's about and the, the fight is a secret. Um, and, uh, finds out that they were arguing about the fulcrum and that's where it gets crazy because now you have the arguing about the fulcrum, the fulcrum. It's, uh, there's people there with a woman, and um, you know there's a gunshot at some point. The fire starts, and again, more chaos ensues. And then it gets kind of weird because now she's starting to kind of merge with the memory. Yeah, she's starting to come back. I mean, it was um, with with the getting the scar from the fire and uh, seeing the father dying on the ground. Yeah. Well. And and that was kind of the interesting thing, you know. And, and Red said it, you know, it's not that simple. And 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 I, you know, the the thing is, is that is true, but it's incomplete, right? I mean, that's that's right. kind of the better statement of everything you said is true, but it's incomplete. So Correct. yes, it was there, but there's way more to it than what you just said. And considering uh-huh. this was a traumatic event that apparently was. Um, um, Potentially purposefully blocked. Purposefully blocked at some point. Uh, You just think about your own memories. You're like, oh, it can't be that hard to really remember. Well, try to think of something when you were four or five years old that you kind of have this vague remembrance of something, but you have no context. You know, there's nothing to pull it all together. You know, we all have those memories, and she's trying to do this with a traumatic event where somebody is probably trying 
tried to do something or tried to manipulate some genes for blocking. And and what I think was interesting is the way that doctor said, now if you, everybody's got to go back and listen to when Lizzie was meeting with that doctor at the end, she says that all those people were there, but the position they were in might've been different. You know, right. What you're remembering red being there. It was a tease to yeah, us. Was, what we've talked about all along is Red the father. Red could right. have very well been the guy laying on the ground, not the guy um, with the woman. Yeah, or it was mistaken identity that yeah she she saw a guy on the front on the ground, thought it was her father, but it was actually one of the Russians, for lack of a better word, we'll call them Russian. Sure, um, you know that he defended and mm-hmm. so yeah, absolutely. So so lots of lots of things here. Again, it's teasing the story arc. Uh, again, this is uh, probably the rest of this season is going to be digging into these memories. And then we're probably going to go for a sprint from here on out with the series of getting into, uh, well, the, the war, so to speak. I mean, war's coming. We were promised that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. So, I mean, jumping, jumping to the end, she has the magic music box, right? I mean, she has yep. the fulcrum or what we believe to be the fulcrum. Yep. And I think we... Last season, you and I both picked up on that bunny. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, we did. Talking about you, you don't. This, this is uh, what the 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 smoking gun theory or whatever. Mm-hmm. The you know the gun on the wall. You never put something in that isn't necessary, especially in television when minutes are money. Uh, right, and and, so and always back- hanging out of this bunny. And there was there was multiple times throughout the series she's held that bunny. Yeah, which also makes you think. Multiple times throughout this series, she's held the bunny and has not felt this thing inside of it. Well, was it was it supposed to be a music box? I mean, I had tons of stuffed toys as a child that made... Right, the you get a little winding thing on the maybe back it, of it or it, something like it, that. And she just assumed it was broken. Right, uh, possibly. I, I, I have thought that is the excuse for it, uh, why she hasn't uh, ripped that bunny open sooner. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to line that up. Um, but uh, right. ag- agreed. Uh, it's that's the one great thing. Every you know why everybody's got to pay attention to these shows, especially shows like this. Uh, everything means something, so kind of pay attention. It's going to mean something. If it doesn't mean something within the episode, it'll mean something later. Um, yeah. So it's real interesting. Uh, in, in, in Red doesn't know where it is. Nobody knows where the fulcrum is now. Because he was asking her where it was. If he well, he was asking her if she remembered. Right. It's very very possible he put it in the bunny, and he's trying to figure out if she's realized it yet. Gotcha. I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, what's the first rule? The doctor lies, right? Red red. <laughs> you know, we'll jump on Doctor Who real quick. But yeah, red you know, lie knows yeah. this. He knows this. Um. So it, it's I don't. I don't know that. Yeah, Red's, uh, Red's calculated. Red knows what he's doing, but at the same time, you know, with the whole bluffing conversation at the end, uh, which is what Red's great at, you know his his ability to control a situation is his his yeah. his own greatest asset, and uh, to know as much as he can about everything. Um, yeah, he's such a great character. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's why we love the show, because um, it's time frames and timelines will bug us. But uh, we, this is why this is why we do this show is to try and figure some of this stuff out. 
Um, so something I didn't figure out. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I missed something. I missed wording. I was distracted distracted by a you know child something making too much noise. So the end, the news conferences that that uh, what's her face was giving. I don't remember her name. I didn't like her enough to remember her name. The, the CIA uh, lady, yeah, yeah, the uh, the blonde lady talking about there was a uprising in another prison that was timed to coincide. I don't get the significance. Yeah, it, there was a prison riot that was timed to coincide with an attempted breakout of Red Reddington. Um, is is what I but not not in the same prison. I got that it was like in a different prison. They, yeah, they didn't um, declare. Yeah, they didn't. I didn't write down what exactly she said, but they didn't declare that it was you know on an oil rig out somewhere. But yeah. the, basically, they're making an excuse. This was their way of kind of calling the bluff. You know, he she was ordered to tell it this way because now they're going to make Red a most wanted guy again. You know. Oh, oh, oh. So, so I think the whole, I the whole and Red's and Red Reddington's whereabouts remains unknown. You know, this was all set up uh, for the expense of. All right, fine. You're we're going to call your bluff. We're making you the most wanted man on on the planet right now. You know, basically, you know, there was a there was a prison breakout, and you are in your whereabouts is unknown. That's how I felt from the purpose of that press conference and with him just kind of sitting back having a drink with expressionless face uh not reacting to it and then flashing over to the scene when we find out cooper's pregnant yeah there was i mean it was two scenes about that whole thing has there been something else that we missed yeah 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 yeah. remember remember at the very end feel like i'm missing yeah yeah, yeah. at the last last first half of the season like the last episode after he'd been the the attempted garroting yep and he was in the hospital, and right. Lizzie knows there's something else. He has like six months to live or something. Okay. Like how much? Do you remember? Yeah, it's the, coming back like, to me. I like Cooper, mm-hmm. but I think he's not a. I could live without him. You yeah. know what I mean? We could put another dude in there to do it. I like the guy, but it, he's not like the character I'm going to get super emotional. Well, about. That's what I mean. You're you're creating alternate storylines for all your characters, and you don't need to do it because there's too much else. Which is probably why I forgot. There's too much else for me to pay attention to to worry about his own little personal battle. Yeah, uh, that's a. He's he's going to be missing. They're going to bring somebody else, and they're going to die. It's going to be an emotional moment. Right. I have no. Because he's the James Earl Jones character from the uh, you know Jack Ryan movies. You know he's the um, you know, and they killed him off in those. You know it's probably going to be kind of that way I, you're right in that sense i mean they're they're just going to build this up to make it bad or he'll be able to he'll become some sort of you know i got nothing to lose scenario and, and very very possible and, yeah and, and you know you know stay in the room and make sure the bomb goes off decision something yeah. like that um, i get more money for my wife if i die on on the clock type thing right so if they're building that up yeah. just for the reason of killing him off later in some heroic death hey, fine whatever uh it but yeah, I kind of wrote a question mark next to that. I, f- I felt like I'm forgetting something, and a lot of times I do. You know, something was mentioned in a previous episode that seemed irrelevant at the time. Like I said, we pay attention to details, but I can't keep them all in my head. Yeah, that one was kind of. Eh, I don't. I don't. I mean, unless they're going to do that specific thing of having the heroic moment, I don't know that it's very necessary. I did pick up on the awkward wrestler hug. Yeah, <laughs> or the the really the Navabi hug, and then moving on to wrestlers, he tries to hide it. 
Uh, right. Yeah, that's, that's what my wife said. She's watching it. She's like, okay, I'm going to pretend nobody saw that and hug you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, speaking about little fun things in the episode, aside from the storyline, uh, the security guard guy saves the day at the back at the Which dude's prison. name? I wrote that down. Person, what was the guard's name? I didn't write De- it down. Devlin or something like that. Yeah. Devin Chai. So uh, he's coming back. Yeah, he's going to be part of the entourage in some sense. I hope so, because yeah. for some reason... I like him. I don't I know do. why. For some reason, there's just something about him. He's had so little screen time, but he's such a neat guy, and the interaction was kind of neat. There, there was little scenes with them, but it, it, they were fun. He's just kind of a survivor. Um, you know, um, interesting. One of my uh, most hated tropes of all uh, movies and shows is when um, the boss turns to somebody and says, I want every... Uh, surveillance feed of every camera within a 10 block radius and i want it now and it's so easy to pull up within half a second and we can find everything we need even though i know hell that might be possible but pulling up surveillance feeds and showing it like it you know you know zeroing in on somebody it's the one thing about this show that i think i write a complaint about every week is oh that's convenient yeah. You know, there's just little things like that. Oh, well, we can, you know, this guy is impossible to find. Nobody's ever heard of him. Okay, we'll know everything about him within the next two seconds. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, some of the tech is too convenient and some of it is too not realistic. I bitched last week about the, the lack of tech with the, right. what they could do with, you know, segmenting all that. And that's what uh, I mean. They, they they take interesting avenues with tech. I mean, this is something. I mean, NCIS does it. You have you know one character's a computer genius, and I need something now. Boom, it's done. You know, it's, some of that stuff isn't that easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like I said, I I hate that trope of uh, surveillance feeds, and now we got every camera, cell phone, and you know, it, in in a show that's supposed to be based on some sense of reality, I don't like that. If you're a you know a superhero movie, fine, whatever. You can give me crazy stuff, but yeah, that I don't like that they have to throw that in there. And it really ended up not being necessary. All you had to do is just say you know put out a bolo, and uh, you know with uh, Braxton's face, and you know I mean hell, he walked in that hospital flashing a gun. He's going to be recognized um, if yeah. if you flash a picture around Juno. It's yeah biggest. And somehow he got from Alaska to DC without being noticed. Somehow. Right, because they, uh, it's a long distance flight, right? Right, so. because they made a big deal about how there's no passenger manifest in this medevac chopper that gets to the hospital. I mean, it, it was it was wasted lines there, and then they don't tell us how he got to DC. Yeah, <laughs> in what seemed like four minutes. I, I know we went all the way around circle back to that, but it bugs. Which me really kind of annoying this episode because it's the thing we we usually have that one little complaint every week about something the timeline somehow. But this one was just, I mean, hours, days were gone in in this one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, circling back again, I think you, you hit it on the head with the important thing in this was the memories and everything else was just a vehicle. And it was kind of a Yugo, you know. Yeah. Uh, there were parts falling off and parts missing and it managed to make it. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a very pretty vehicle. So, yeah. So. Looking forward, uh, you know, I expect now we'll have a week or two off from the arc. Um, we'll get a, uh, you know, couple. Yeah, of- I hope they, I hope they pull that off right. I think you're right that things happen so fast that we don't get a chance to focus on the magic bunny. Right. So, 
I mean, they'll touch on that probably at the end of next week's episode. Next week's episode, we'll have a bad guy of the week. Everything will go through. And then at the very end, she'll be looking at the bunny again and then uh, to remind us. And then maybe yeah. we'll get back into it the following week where they'll have some huge trailer saying it all is revealed, you know, in big block letters on the screen. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, and I need to go that way. So that's where I think we're headed. You know, I mean, we still got oh, what, 10, 10 or so episodes left in the season and, you know, can't give it all away in the first couple. Nope. So we'll certainly have some one-offs here and there, which is fine. Um, you know, we need that because it gives you a chance to develop a character. We can develop this relationship between uh, people who are hugging in public and, you know, things like that. So it should be fine. We'll get there. And the uh, I'm sure the season will give us uh, good rewards. So uh, on that note, um, we will be... Uh, Letting you all know of our, uh, I just lost Dave. So we'll be letting you all know of our uh, contact information. So you can uh, get us uh, via email at uh, blacklist at podcasturbia.com. You could also find us on Facebook or Twitter. The Twitter. There he is at podcasturbia. <laughs> I lost you for a second there. And then, I, I, uh, <laughs> no, I was waiting until it came back because I just want to do the Twitter like I do every week. So, and, um, you know, iTunes reviews. Uh, like us on Facebook. We we like that because uh, we do like Facebook. Facebook yeah. is our friend. We're gonna we're gonna try and spend a little more time on it than normal. I I usually throw in little things here and there on there, and uh, you know, I know we do get some uh, responses, and we appreciate that. So uh, continue to do so. Let us know your thoughts, theories. I mean, like I said, a lot came through this uh, week, and it's really gonna set up for this. This is the setup for the rest of this season. So let us know your thoughts and ideas. We'd certainly love to read them on the uh, show. Uh, so that being said, uh, keep in mind, shows are now on Thursday nights, and we'll be recording uh, as usual immediately following. Otherwise, uh, we will see you all next week for the next episode.